Hello, huh? Hello. Oh, you can hear me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm very good. I just, I thought we got lost there. I was like, I think I thought, what happened? No, no, no. We're cool. We're cool. <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 good. Okay. So I'm just going to start off with my intro like normal and then we're just going to crack on. Yeah. Do I call you Dom or Teddy? Teddy. Teddy. Teddy's more. Okay. Oh, you know what? I keep asking my people. What do you want me to call you? Because I keep asking the people, because you know, some people want to name us their alias, some people want to name us their podcast name, some people want to name us their school name. I don't know. Yeah. What should we no, call you Beverly, for this? Beverly, Beverly Bev is fine. Beverly Bev. All right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, then, cool. Hello, people, and welcome to the Teddy Hoggle podcast. As you can hear already, my guest today is Bev. Say hi, Bev. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just a quick disclaimer for people. Um, the views and the opinions of this podcast are for myself and Bev. I am the one that have I am the one that has written down these questions. So the opinions and her thinking of the questions that I'm gonna say to her, they are questions to make her think. So I don't want to answer that shit because we're not gonna be really in for anybody. And I don't like snowflakes anyway. So Bev, talk your <laughs> truth, but don't be rude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer. But how are you doing today anyway? How are you doing? Oh boy, you know, enjoying the good weather that we've had. Been yeah. a bit busy in the morning, but apart from that, the rest of the day is mine, has been mine. That's good. Um, I like to let the people know that Bev is a follow podcaster. Would you like to tell people about your podcasts a little bit before we get um, started? Yeah. So my podcast started during the pandemic and it's called um, Parent Talk with Hashtag with Bev. And its focus really is about um, issues that come up for parents. And we share stories. I also talk about various experiences. And it's all in the hope that it helps somebody who listens somewhere. I am a mum. I've got two young women now. um, And a, a lot of my work is working with parents. So, you know, it's about sharing so that we can learn and heal with each other. Yeah, yeah. Your last podcast um, got me like yeah what is your last one sorry i forgot the title oh it was um surviving trauma in childhood yeah that, i had a guest that one stephanie Woo-wee. yeah I know. that got me i've listened i can't believe i've listened to it i'm at work and I, probably all your listens i don't know how it works but all your listens and you must have a load from me already i'm telling you that now <laughs> You must well, have a look for me. I mean, you know, I'm bad at following, um, you know, the analytics and so forth. You know, I'm fairly new to the to the whole thing and getting more and more confident as time moves on. Um, I know that it's been shared a bit on social media, um, but, you know, it was, it was a, you know, all of us love to think of our childhood as um, sweet memories, but not all of us have that. And yeah. all of us, you know, want to think that we're great parents. Um, and none of us are. And that's my personal opinion, because we've all got something to learn because we do not. We've never been parents before. So at the end of the day, it's a learning journey. Um, and some people are more organized and, and some people, you know, they're into more drama, which impacts them and their families. So, you know, we got stuff to learn. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Parenting is, is not a... Um... It, it is a learning thing. You, 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 no one can ever just wake up and think they're going to be the best parent because the kid that you have 
ain't gonna be the kid that you think you 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 can iron it out all you want but your kid is never gonna do what you want to do they have their own mind and their own way of doing their own things and that's it you know what i mean uh, oh sorry if you hear meowing it's my cat she makes she always makes an appearance whenever i'm recording podcasts or or anything oh, yeah. so no i hear it and i think my listeners my listeners do know that i've got this cat but um bella she's part of the family but you're right you know a lot of us i don't know about anybody else right but when i was growing up i was like and certain things my my mum done and my dad done i was like i'm never gonna do that when i grow up and then suddenly you know so i was like when i become a parent i'm gonna be this i'm gonna be that i'm gonna be this i'm gonna be that and then when i became a parent i sort of morphed into <laughs> morphed into what i had already seen around me and yeah. so, you know, yeah. it makes it sometimes, you know, it's trying to be brave to step out of the mold and do something different. And people yeah. around you may not understand, you know, some people think, oh, boy, you think, say, you're stush because, you know, you've got education and you don't want to teach, you don't want to rear your pit them the same way that everybody else has. But it isn't. It's about what works, as you say, for each child, you know, not all of them come from the same, yeah, they might come from the same womb, um, but they are individuals and they have different different emotions and feelings and they, they express themselves differently. And how do you adapt to that? You know, when we're at work, we have to adapt to the people that we're working with. Yeah. When you come home, you can relax a little bit because you can say, why? No, I was stressed at work because of this, that and the other. But it's not like you're living with them. Do you understand? But when you're yeah, living yeah. with um, a child who is, you know, stressing you on your last nerve, you can't run where. Well, you can, but you don't last for long. Yeah, you got to take it. You got to take it. No, but you, you have, uh, your podcasts are very in-depth and they're very... Um, like you get something back from them because you realize that you're not the only person that's dealing with it. Yeah. Um, what some of your podcasts, um, I believe that I didn't really have such a bad childhood, but the way that I talk to my daughter is I never hit my daughter. And what I do is if she does something that is, if she does something that is bad, what she does is I sit her down and then I talk to her on the side. Mm. And I'm like, this is what she did wrong, and this is mm. what this is what you need to do better. Whereas my mum and that, my mum just walked me, and I thought it never helped. So I just yeah, tried but- to do something different from my mum did. I tried to do completely different. And my daughter, I see my daughter; she has excelled from it. Me not laying my hand on her or beating mm. her to the point where like she's like got wells on her arms and stuff like that. No, I don't see the point. Of it, you know? Well, you know, you know the the last podcast that I did which was surviving trauma in childhood which you've listened to you know it's it, it was traumatic listening um interviewing um the, the Stephanie um and what she'd been through primary school and secondary school and some of the failings that happened from people around her but also people who tried to help um you know but there's this stigma that you know you're putting your nose in other people's business and I think you know, we've lost that kind of community thing where we're watching out for each other's kids. I mean, only now because there's a lot of issues around black kids um, disappearing um, and, you know, the gang culture and street not feeling safe. Some people are willing to sort of make a comment or if they see something happening to take their camera out to witness it or even ask what's happening, you know, do you need assistance? But there has been a time where everybody's just sort of like left you to get on with it. Um, and I, I, you know, we, we come when I was growing up, man. You know, everybody knew my mum, 
um, and her child, and you go out on street, everybody know your business. And all yeah, it was Facebook. Was... It's Facebook. Yeah, it, it, it was called Street Facebook. Street Facebook. <laughs> I like that phrase. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? But, I mean, you know, there's care and there's malicious. You understand? And uh, yeah. you have to decipher between the two. But, it, you know, it's it's a hard job at the end of the day. You know, you just got to take a step at a time. And to know that, you know, yes, you might not hit your pitney. I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't used corporal discipline. But I think as the generations have moved on, like my grandfather was very brutal in his uh, discipline to my mother. But you know, when you come directly from that lineage of slavery, and not everything is back to slavery, but my grandfather was work, you know, worked on plantations. So when you're used to something being done to you, you then learn to do that to others. And you didn't he didn't have the, oh, let me think not to do this. But when he had the grandchild, which was me. You know, it was very much like, oh, I'm going to spoil her. Don't hit her. Don't do anything to her. She can do whatever she like. And my mother was like, spare the rod, spoil the child. So, you mm. know, each generation needs to learn a little bit from each other. That's all. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, that's good. That's good. But people, this is uh, Bev. She's she's great at podcasts. I would literally tell you, I will leave a description in, um, I will leave a link in my description for your podcast so people can actually go to it. Because your oh, podcast, fine. yeah, your podcasts are great. So believe me, I've got like, believe me, I'm I'm telling people at work about your episode and people are like, what? And I'm, and, and I'm sharing it to them. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, because I mean, at the, you know, the first thing is right, loads of people will want to listen. Um, because of shock value, everybody's looking for the next, the next shock value. But actually, this is someone's real life. Um, it is their real. It's not experience. a movie. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a movie. It's not. It's, it's not, not a movie. movie. It's not fodder. You know what I mean? And that's why you know when when I have guests, you know, I do check in with them to make sure that what they want to disclose is in clear, and we have parameters around that. So at the end of the day, it might her name might be Steph or it might be something else, but the person is real because you know it's more important that we share the stories and that we learn from them yeah and that people feel comfortable in sharing that in a non-judgmental way you know and i try i try my best because as parents you know it's it's easy it's not even just parents people love to judge and then you know everybody's on you know social media instagram they're portraying a life that they want you to believe they're having but you know at home they've got a bare floor while they got cars lined up outside but inside their house they live in a different reality so i just try and keep it real exactly well, today we are going to keep it real. We're going to have a little fun with these questions. I'm going to answer to you. I'll ask <laughs> I'm scared. You. I'm scared. <laughs> no, why are you scared? There's no point of being scared. So, um, the first couple of questions I'm going to give you are just icebreakers. They're just funny rundowns, just to get you like comfortable, like because the, the way how I do my podcast. Because this is season three of my podcast. Believe it or not, I've done celebrity news. I've done cartoons and animators, and now I'm just like interviewing people, like see that to see certain questions that I've heard over the years like I had with my friends and I thought oh why don't I just try and write write down some of these questions and see how like people that I know and I talk to every day let's see how they respond to them okay Teddy okay so the first icebreaker question to you is if you get out the shower clean why does your towel get dirty (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, because sometimes I forget to clean behind my ears. So um, <laughs> when I when I um, shower and then I 
um, realise it's mainly my nostrils and behind my ears that I, I tend to still find a little bit. And it's weird, you know, because even though I go in the shower every time and I know that this is the area that needs a bit more attention, right? I still come <laughs> out of the shower and have to, oh, good grief. And my hairline, yeah, yeah that's about, those are the three areas that I would, I would confess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What came first, the orange or the colour? Colour. Why is that? Uh, just vi- I'm visual, so you know I look at something and I, you know, I like I like certain colours, and then I'll I'll pay more attention to what's. Underneath. Do you know? Do you know oranges are man-made? I heard that I found out that oranges are man-made. Really? They're, when they're, I was they're, in Jamaica, them, them oranges that were dropping off the tree or were on the tree, they were more yellowy green. Um, they're artificially, orange, yeah, the they're orange. Tree. Yeah, apparently it's been genetically modified, and oh oranges are not. Oh, yeah, no. you won't believe that. I you can search that yourself. No, I've already adjusted my diet. Now you're telling me that even the orange ain't that... Ain't, ain't that orange ain't like real. That. Think about this, yeah. Why is it that these oranges never have a season? Every other fruit has a season. Why doesn't orange have a season? So you realise that? How can well, fruit be all year round? Why? Well, you know, if I'm going to get myself out of a hole... I would just say that I, I eat seasonal fruit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. If Apple made a car, would it have windows? Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> you're so funny. Don't answer the question. If Apple had a car, would if it Apple, have windows? If Apple, if Apple made a car, would it have windows? Yes, it would. Good, good answer. I've had people say to me, "Oh no, Apple are so funny. They probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't even give it a USB drive." I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, it's a car. You need to be able to see where you're going. <laughs> okay. Um. Last and not least, if I came into a room and I stank, how would you tell me that I stink? Well, first of all, I've got to try and get close to you if you stink that bad. Um. <laughs> But I've had, you know, in, in my previous experiences, I've, I've had people who needed to be spoken to um, about certain aspects. Like, for example, long, a long time ago, I used to train people who were unemployed to get into work. And there was a particular man who wanted to get into catering. And he's, he had um, hair coming out of his nostrils and his ears his hair was very greasy his nails were unkempt and dirty and um you know we were sending him off for an interview and um every, all the other colleagues were like oh gosh you know i don't think he's gonna get the job and so forth so i just took him to one side and i said to him i got some stuff that i need to share with you um, some of it might be uncomfortable but you know what i would need nothing from you and the reason i wouldn't need anything from you is because of the things i've just highlighted and he said to me, you're the first person who has been honest enough with me. And he went away, got himself sorted, got his hair, the nostrils, um, the air, clipped the, the, the hair that was all over the place, manicure. And you know, he got the job. Of course he did, because he's qualified and he all he needed, all, all he needed was that bit of guidance. Everyone needs guidance. Well, you know, sometimes people are more, well, I can't talk for anybody else. So mm. the question was, if I went into a space and someone didn't smell right. No, no, no. If I, me as a person, so if you saw me and I stank, how would you tell me I stink? Teddy, 
I would mm. come up to you and I would say, Ted, boy, you know, I only got love for you, but there's something going on here with hygiene. I mean, I don't know where the smell come from, um, but I just have to alert you to the fact that you need some attention. Yeah, that's how I would approach you because I know you. Good. Okay, that's good. No, that's good. That's that's very good. Well done. Well done. So there, they are the icebreaker questions. And oh my gosh, <laughs> they were the icebreaker questions. That was thinking. Okay. So the first question I normally ask people, and this is the one I normally start off with, is, um, who should you be more loyal to, your husband slash boyfriend, your family, or your best friend? Now they don't have to go in that order, but just just summarize like which one of them should be who should you be more loyal to well as a woman of a maturity i'd like to think so i think for me the person that i need to be more loyal to is me oh wow why do you say that because it's easy to give so much to others and mm. deny yourself but if you could if i continue down that road at some point i'm going to have an issue right and the issue is i can either be become um, resentful i can become angry because i don't feel i wouldn't feel that other people are as loyal to me yeah so i think sometimes if you want people to treat you uh, a particular way you've got to demonstrate that you treat yourself that way you know, so if I'm loyal to me um, and you like that quality about me, then I'm loyal to you. I'm a loyal friend. You understand what I mean? I stick with people through thick and thin because I know that there's black and white and grey. Yeah. And not, yeah. not everything is 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 hunky dory all the time. But the to know that I've got myself, I've got my back. Yeah. Means that if I've got my back and I'm secure about that, I can also have your back. Um, but if I'm if I'm not loyal to me and I don't, you know, and, and, and it's taken a while because if you'd asked me this question, let's say 10, 15 years ago, yeah, my, my, my I would say, oh, I'm, I'm loyal to you know my partner, um, you know, or I'm loyal to my friends. But those things change, you know, and so. I, you know, I've come to the realization that I've got to respect and love me first. Um, so and then that, that yeah. allows that allows the right kind of people to be around me. And I'm not saying that you know I'm not going to make mistakes. I am, but I'm always checking in with myself, really. Yeah. No, that's good because um, I've given this. Com- I, the reason why I asked that question first is because I know everybody has been through some life changing experience on why they some people have said they would never trust a partner again they will trust their family because family is always there some people have even said best friends and I've been shocked and some most, most people have picked husband and wife because that's what they're catered to do because that's what they believe they should but your answer was probably one of the best answers I've had because no one's ever picked outside of the parameters that I've given them they've always picked the, the three that I've given them because it is a question but your answer is perfect it's true if you trust yourself the person that you're with your friend or your family has to respect that who you are as a person and yeah. then the other three would fall in line completely mm-hmm. they will fall in line mm. you know it's taken time you know what yeah. I mean it's taken time to realise that and even though people who will listen to this 
they'll be like, no, man, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, do you know what I mean? That's that's you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's down to you. But for me, you know, most I, I don't know. I think it's 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 um, we live in we live in toxic times, um, yeah. and so you you got to figure out a way to to navigate so that you're you're the anchor um, in in your life. Um, not big headed, but you know you're the anchor that keeps you and keeps you solid. Solid. It's true. It's true. It's true. Okay. Uh, next question. Oh, this is a mad one. What? What is the, okay? Because we can't talk about. Um, I can't talk about my nan and uh, granddad's experience of when they were married. Okay, mm. but like you say. You're an older woman, so this might apply to you. This might not apply to you, but in this day and age now, and from the time when you got married, the dynamics have changed between a marriage. So, what are the roles of a man and a woman in a relationship? Um, I because think... the dynamic has changed completely nowadays. In 2022, the dynamic has completely changed. Well, I, I don't know because I mean, the role I feel of a, a partner, significant partner, is to complement and challenge you, and support. Um, and I don't think those things change over time. I think how they're how they're displayed, how they're presented, how the actions from them may be different. You know what? What I consider to be um, a loving act, somebody else might not. You understand what yep. I'm saying? But um, you know, the days of like the man has to be a provider and you know um, take buy a car and pay my rent, and it really depends. Because I mean, I, I was in America for a, a little bit, and you know, the the mentality of some of the women there is different to my British mentality. Um, mm. But even when I'm here and I listen to some women, I'm I'm kind of like. So I think if I'm honestly thinking about that right now, I, I think for me in, in my time, I would I would like a person, a male, a person, a man, mm. to to be confident in who he is, um, to to have his own, and for us to and I have my own for us to learn to share share with each other not only our material things but also you know uh emotionally and spiritually and um you know support each other in what we're each striving to do so that we're more of a, a team rather than we're fighting against each other we're a team facing the world rather than um you you got yours i got mine we're fighting to keep each of our things then we might as well not be together because it's about um a union a union and unity um you know there are d definitely kind of roles you know like if if i'm at home more or if i cook better or if he cooks better then you know we i think it would be nice to work those things out but I, i'm some people say i'm hard work uh, or i'm complicated but I think, you know, sometimes things that are worth having are worth working for. So I, I don't think I, I, I would fall down the line of traditionalism, which is men go out to work, women stay at home. Uh, and I'm not at that phase in my life. My children are older. Um, so I, I would say that it's more important that the connection is there, that we support each other in whatever we're wanting to do. But you feel 
you know, you're able, he's able, my partner needs to be able, and where he might lack confidence in certain things, um, I would hope that I would be able to support him. Because I'm talking because I'm not in a relationship, do you know what I mean? So yeah. at the end of the day, it's all ideal. Um, but I know that I, the last person I dated, um, you know, a uh, very lovely person, lovely man, but his, what his ambitions and goals were and what he wanted for his life didn't match with mine. Um, yeah. And I respectfully had a conversation with him saying, you know, what, you, what you're looking for and what you're wanting right now is, is not what I want and I'm not trying to fix you or make you be what I want. I, you know, respectfully, let, let's, let's walk away and I wish you the best and that's what we've done. Wow. So, with that, we're saying that then, that is relationship status important then, do you think? To who? To me? Or to people who want to know my status? To everything. Do, do, you, do you believe that people need to know that you're in a relationship? Do, you, do, do Does the outside world need to know? Does Facebook, does Twitter, do all Hell these things? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm confessing to you now because we're when you know we're interviewing and I'm I'm trying to be honest and transparent. But um, it's it, look, it, it can be lonely being single, but I don't think it, there's any shame in being single as long as uh, for me, as long as I'm doing things that give me joy, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm still living and I'm still you know exploring life and doing things and challenging myself. Then it doesn't matter if I'm doing that by myself or with somebody else but honestly there are times where you know the when throughout the year bloody valentines and and other when you go to weddings and stuff like that everyone's all coupled up and you know it's kind of bleh. but um you know at the end of the day it's just perception isn't it because you can be i know but then i know but then I, I, okay i can ask you a question how does it affect a woman then how does it affect a woman when you see like your friend getting married like i want to how does it affect you women like i know but I you know. can't ask me to you you know ask me a specific for me mm. yeah how does it yeah. affect me when i see my friends get okay yeah uh, yeah yeah so yeah how does I'm it affect you i'm happy yeah. for them because they're happy so yeah. what so, so certain other people then so when they see that they these bitter people and ah, she's not and i think to myself like sometimes like how can it I thought marriage wasn't meant to be like a joyous time, and then you see other people like being bitter about some people being mad. And I thought, what? So what are they bitter about? Are they bitter that she's got the man, or she, or are they bitter that they haven't got what they have? You know? Well, look, the reality is right that if you're not settled in who you are mm. and happy about where you are and what who you are and what's happening, then it. it it doesn't matter. Even if a squirrel was crossing the road, you'd cuss it. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, but if it, but for me anyway, you know, and specifically, you know, if I have friends who've, you know, been on their own for a long time or not been in a relationship and they suddenly get into a relationship, yeah, I lose a raving partner. But at the end of the day, you know, we can do other things. Um, their priority is, you know, their their partner and 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 creating that bubble, that life. And that's fine by me. Yeah, you know, it's good. It, it's fine, you know, and people grow and, and people, you know, change friends and stuff like that. That's all part of life. No, that's a, you know, that's a good understanding. I hope people are listening to that. That's a really good understanding. Because some people don't get that. Like, what you said to people, 
they're in their life at that point to understand like what you just said you know yeah well you know at the end of the day I, I, I've I've never really gone I've never gone to a wedding and been jealous of the bride getting married you know what I mean because there's a price for everything you understand mm-hmm. I remember one time many years ago mm, can I tell this story yeah I will um <laughs> <laughs> no, many years ago, because I'm not mentioning names, so it's cool. You know what I mean? And um, there was a, um, I was in an area uh, amongst pet people, and um, there was this girl, and uh, she always had nice clothes and driving big, expensive car. And and there was a time I'm talking about years ago, but there was a time when I was kind of jealous. I was like, how come you're young and you're able to do all these things and beauty and whatever? And how come you know I'm slogging my guts out and I ain't got the same as you? And da, 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 da. anyway, come to find out, yeah, a few years later, um, a friend of mine said to me, "Oh, you know that person?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "You know how they got their money?" And I was like, "No, I don't know." You know, and she goes, "Well, they went to Amsterdam and they were hooking." And I was like, no, no, no. All of the thoughts that I had about envy and what I wanted from, I was like, me now, Leah, don't pan my back. Just forget them, the things there. Yeah. So, but you, yeah, but yeah, but you see how God works. You see how he works in mysterious ways. <laughs> what you yeah. envy, he's telling you, he taught, it says, don't watch nobody. Watch what you're doing mm-hmm. and do for yourself. And people yeah. love to watch people and envy them with the stuff that they get, but we don't know how nah. they're getting what they're getting until. But what, like my wife always says to me, what you hide in the dark always comes out in the light. Always, always, always. And I'm sorry, but you know, from from then, you know, it's a while back. And and I think, look, it's natural, right? There are going to be times where I see somebody with something, you know, like I have a stomach, right? And I would love to go back to having a flat stomach. And there are times when I've been like, oh gosh, you know, beating myself up. And a sister in has said to me, why have you got that stomach, babe? And I was like, because I've had kids and I've not been able to exercise and get it back down. And she was like, and so that is a reminder that you are a woman and that you have been fruitful. So look at it as a blessing that you have that little stomach there. And when she said that to me, um, at first I was like, cha. Nah, you know what I mean? I mean I got, I'm going to go and get surgery and cut it and flatten it and tuck it and all the rest of it. But then as that sunk in more, I was like, actually, yes, my body is a roadmap um, and I've survived a lot and I've been blessed. Not everybody can have children. So who can't handle my stomach ain't supposed to be with me. Simple as. Bravo, bravo. Well, that's, 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 that's really good. <laughs> Um, the next question for you is... Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is lying better than telling the truth? My mum would tell you, right? Mm. And my aunt would tell you. If there was a wart on your face, Beverly would say, you got a wart on your face. <laughs> I think over time i've learned to be a bit more diplomatic and thoughtful about what i how i express what i'm saying um but is a like no no not really because you know as your wife said um what you said what your wife said earlier you know what's the dark will come to light at some point um and 
you know, I could sit here and say, well, it depends on the lie. Do you know what I mean? If it's a small lie, then it's not really a big deal. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, what's a small thing to you could be a huge thing to someone else. Yeah. You know? So um, I try, for myself anyway, I try to be truthful. If um, I'm not feeling something, I'll, I'll say, no, I'm not really feeling that. Or if I need some time to process or think, I'll say, I think I need a little bit of time to, to think about an answer to that. Um, sometimes I've said things and they've come across quite harsh. Um, mm. And I've, you know, I, I've had to apologize for the way it was delivered, but not for what I said. So, you know, for example, somebody, I was asked to be on this interview panel, a few of them actually, but this particular one. And, um, you know, when, after we saw all the candidates and we were deliberating, now I, as a woman of color, was the only black person on the um, panel. selection, on the selection yeah. panel. And, you know, people were really excited about, you know, some of these, these people. And then they were like, oh, Beverly, you know, what, what, what's your view? And I said, they all look like you and they all sound like you. So what's <laughs> That's funny. And they were stunned and silent. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to sit at this table and, and just tell you that you've all done a fantastic job at selecting the people who look like you and, and speak like you because um, there needs to be some sort of diversity. Um, so, you know, you, you do what you want, but me, me no want none of them. Um, and then I was, uh, someone came and had a conversation with me and said, oh, Beverly, you know, um, that was a bit harsh, rare And I was like, okay, I'll accept that I was a bit blunt and straight and honest, right? Um, but I, I, I will apologize for the delivery of how it may have come across, but I will not apologize for what I said. Um, and so, you know, I spoke to the other people one-on-one -on -one and said the same thing. I said, I, I stand by what I said, but if how I said it to you offended you, then I apologize for the way in which it was delivered how you receive it is up to you but I meant what I said and all of them were like actually you know thank you for coming back to us and checking in with us so to speak but no what what you said was was spot on and they rethought their strategy and then um picked some pe young people who we'd been working with and have developed them which is what they should have done from day dot but sometimes if you're playing a game um, and you I ain't got time you know it's taken me a long time to get in this position and at that table so why am I going to just tell you the same things that you're saying nah don't work like that so okay I've got okay I've got a really good one for you then oh my I've, gosh no because I I I I, I you, you 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 the, the questions don't have to be flipped around because what you just seen you brought up a really good thing um has anyone ever told you that you are well spoken me yeah and what does that mean um you know what i mean by well spoken right well of course one can um uh, make adjustments to the vocabulary and expression that is required um in particular or uh, in particular settings or environments um one can um 
you know, blending, so to speak. Um, but then there are times where, you know, just pure raw talking up in one and, you know. So, yeah, some people have said that about me. I mean, my uh, an, an ex-partner uh, accused me of being English because... Um, so I drink wine, or I used to drink wine, um, and they were like, in the way I spoke, um, and they were like, you, 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 you're going like, say, you're a white woman. And I was like, affronted. Uh, no, actually, I was angry and I was hurt and I was upset because, you know, I would come home from the environment that I was working in where I needed to be more corporate in the way in which I handled myself to come home to relax and then be told by my significant other that I was like a white woman um, was hurtful. So yeah, I've had I've had comments like that. But also, you know, when I've gone to speak to some parents about stuff and to say to them, you've got the power to be able to make change and that your experience and who you are is important, yeah? They've come to me and said, could you fight on our behalf? And I'm like, why? And they say, because you speak properly. And I'm oh. like, they'll know. I'm like, no. I, I said, thank you for the compliment. All right. But the reality is that coming from you, it's more powerful than coming from me. Because it's your it's your voice, your story, your your experience. If you need me to help you to to phrase it in such a way that you feel comfortable, then I'm happy to do that. But you know, everybody's okay. got their journey. Okay, so I always have my opinion on this part of that question because I've been told before, me and my friend where I used to work, we used to get told all the time that we were well-spoken. And I'll be but honest with you. Well-spoken for what though? As, as to what? As opposed to what? As being a manager, basically. You know, you know, if you hold yourself in certain parts of, if you hold yourself in certain parts of society, it doesn't matter where you work. But majority of the people that you work for are, i.e., well spoken, or they have, they don't have like an accent. I think they mainly try to drive people that have accents more kind of like down a chain than more people that have an accent, the more people that don't have an accent up a chain. So, I, the, re- the reason why I ask you that question is because I don't like that word. I don't like the word um, well spoken because I believe that the ideal world is when you do business you have to be able to talk English and speak English in a in a sense where you can you can verbally express yourself to the point where everybody can understand you but then I have a saying I have a thought when I thought to myself okay then so if that same person that speaks English goes to Africa does he then does the african speaking language business owners do they then go to that same person that can speak good english and say to them we feel that you're not well spoken if 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 he if they said that to him he would be offended by that because he's thinking oh but i speak english though i am well spoken yeah and they can turn around they could easily turn around and say to him well well sorry we're in nigeria now we speak Nigerian here and to us you're not well spoken Mm. so then does that person then go back and learn Nigerian no he doesn't he he packs his bag and he leaves whereas us and other people from other cultures 
they will be forced to learn English at a certain level to be able to get a job of status or be able to articulate themselves better. And I don't believe that the balance is right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I I don't think the balance is right. I mean, you know, if you go, the reason why, like, sometimes when I've been abroad, um, like when I was in Germany, um, Frankfurt, and I and people around me were speaking English, the Americans, because it was near an American base, and the mentality was, you know, we're American, you know, we're speaking speaking English, and you know, you need you you need to speak English, and so. I, I was like, well, actually, I'm I'm in Germany, I'm in Frankfurt, and if I can learn a few phrases, phrases, um, obviously that's respectful, um, which is what I did. And I went into a store and I was speaking a, a couple of phrases that I knew, and then they started speaking to me fluently in German, and I was like, nine, 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 no, no, you know, nine, uh, uh, <laughs> nine, and 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 and. and when they realized that I was English and that I was trying to speak some phrases, they were more willing to speak to me in English because they said, because you tried. And we 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 respect the fact that you tried. Even if you, you messed it up, you know, you tried. And so yeah. I was like, so when I've traveled, I, I, I tend to try and learn a little, a little phrase. I do not even speaking, I don't believe I speak English that well anyway, but that's another story. But when I was rearing my children, what I what I said to them was, um, it's really important for you to learn a language, um, because once you're able to learn one language, you are your brain is more open to learning others, um, mm-hmm. and also you know it's a lack of expectation from others. So my eldest um, writes and speaks Chinese. Um, my uh, second child. She started with because they did a little bit, a little bit of Latin when they were at primary school, but you know that ain't nothing. And um, that's well, a deadline, it, isn't it? It, it, it? Well, no, well, it's important to some people. Do you know what I mean? And it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it has roots in all of our language anyway. But um, the other one learned uh, Portuguese. But then I think one day I was, she said, "Oh, I'm teaching myself um, Dutch now. Oh, I'm learning something else." And I was like, "You see, just." just saying to them that you, you you can open up your mind to other ways so as far as i'm concerned you know wherever they want to go in the world um that if they choose to they can pick that you know they've got the confidence to pick up a language even when we were in egypt you know they hung around a lot with the um the the because they have things for children in it and um the workers the the people who were responsible for entertainment they my children were around them more than they would with me and my family and they came back speaking um egyptian and and i was like oh well i think it was egyptian but they were speaking different languages and i was like this is even better um little phrases that they picked up and and they've kept they can sing whole songs in stuff so i think um it's just a level of respect, isn't it? Learn, learn something, and even if you're not um, completely confident about it, other people will um, come out and embrace you. But if you go on like you're a snob and this is the only language, then that's just you know the only thing that you can speak is ignorant. I mean, when I used to work um, in Bermondsey, you know, with um with a community there, you know, they were very. I'd I'd, fin- I'd just come out of doing um, A levels and stuff like that, so my vocabulary is quite expansive, and I'm working in Surrey Keys um, amongst young people and their families. Like in it, George, you know what I mean? Come over here, love. And um, 
if I used the word with more than two syllabuses, they'd be like, what are you talking about, Bev? And they wouldn't even call me Bev, they'd call me Beverages. So <laughs> I had to learn to, 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 to break down some of the, the words that I was using to, to common language so that we could communicate more effectively. And I think you do that in English, you do that in other languages. It's just a skill that you have that means that you're more approachable. Um, I'm glad that if I'm sitting, like, I mean, last year I was challenging Sadiq Khan, um, you know, and Sean Bailey around youth safety. And Hold on, wait, was, wait, 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 wait. You can't just say that. What do you mean you, you, you know Sadiq Khan? Well, boys, he's him nor me, yeah? So, you know. What happened? It's a long story, and you ain't got time for that. You'd have to bring no, it back. No, we ain't got that. time. No, we ain't got time. That, that's that. that's another podcast. That's let, another yeah, podcast. yeah. Let me, yeah, let me, yeah, let me, let me ask you these questions, and we could talk about it after. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you learn, you learn to adapt to the people that you're speaking with, and uh, that's all I'm trying to say. And at the end of the day, you can, you as long as you're clear about the message that you want to get across, yeah. you can use simple language and still be effective. Okay, that's good. No, that's a good. That's that's a good. That's a good answer to the question I asked you. That's very well. Um, coming to the lighter side of things, though, uh, to the end, though, yeah, coming to the end is 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 badder again, but it's just coming to light. Um, what was it? Ah, uh, that's it. Go. Yeah. What three things would you say to your younger self if you had the chance to? What three things would you say to your younger self if you had the chance to? I would say believe in yourself more that you you've got more inside you than than you believe um you know trust have have trust trust in that I would say um don't worry so much because things have a way of working out just try and go with the flow rather than you know bend with the wind rather than try and you know make the wind um bend for bend you, you. Yeah. um and yeah that one's always tricky right well i think the thing that's come to my mind is that you're enough and i think all of the theme of all of that is is about self-worth really yeah it's you know? it's yeah i i always say to people at the end of i ask them i said to them everything that you just told me you can do right now for yourself because yeah. everyone's like do this i will do that and i was like every, anything you just told yourself you can start day by day working out mm. all those things for yourself right now mm. you know mm. what i mean so it's mm. kind of a trick it's kind of a trick one so yeah because i mean you might you mean you want you want you know i mean yeah. you know I, i've got young girls and so i think for me, I did a podcast on, on you know, leaving a message for my, my children about, you know, who they are and who they, who they learn to love um, and, and what, what's really important. And I think the biggest lesson I've, I've kind of learned is that you, your self-esteem, you are enough. You know, when you look, when you feel of lack, you look for things that you think are going to fill you up. And when you mm. get them, you still feel empty. And so yeah. therefore the work is really about me and about how I feel about me. Because um, yeah. if I'm comfortable about me, that means whoever comes to me, I'm more solid 
then really um, flaky. Oh, I need to go out with that person because they've got a big car or house or whatever. No, I don't. I need to go out with somebody who knows themselves um, and allows me to know me. That's good. That's good. It's a good, it's a good answer. It's a good answer. I like, I like these answers. Um, <laughs> I should. I should be more controversial, shouldn't I? No, 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 no. It's a perfect. It's perfect because it's it's within. It's within like the conversation. I want I want to hear people's thoughts about these questions. That's why I, I've done it. I want people to I want people other people to hear like the questions that I've asked them, and then them not them think, oh yeah, I think like that too. It's kind of like a healing type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you want to be remembered for? For, for loving, for loving and for loving and caring about you enough for you to grow and for you to stand in your own power. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, second to last question now. Now, this one is a bit um, forceful. Uh, I would just say to you, uh, just just be cordial and uh, just don't be rude about it. Yeah? Because <laughs> people ask people this and I've had to edit quite a bit out of certain people's the question is. But what is your, what has been your most racist experience? Now, the first thing that came to your head, you need to tell me because I always tell people that because people, you see what you just did there? I have that on, I, you see that breathe out? You just said, I've had, I, I have that in every single podcast I've done. Every single one. Yeah. I think that's a difficult question because I'm experienced, I think, as a, a woman of, of being black, a black woman, that I experience that all the time. Um, sometimes it's so it becomes so normal in inverted commas. Um, but the first encounter of racism that I had, I used to live off the Old Kent Road, and that was a national front area. And I remember there was a group of us in the Burgess Park, and um, we were being chased by a group of white people. And I didn't even know they were coming, they were running, charging towards us angrily. And then the people, I was with boys and girls and we were just told, it was just this massive thing, run! And we ran down Albany Road and then splintered off into the Arsbury Estate, you know, trying not to be um, on our own, but with with others to try and find shelter because we really didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, and it was really just people who hated us for being black kids um, were chasing us. Um, and, you know, that was horrifying because mm. I didn't even open my mouth to be rude to anybody, to cuss them and say, where the, where the hell are you? You know, it was just, just I was just there and we were, we were chased. And so that was my, I think, introduction to well, it wasn't an introduction because obviously there were things when I was younger in primary school, but you know, this was when I was a teen, I would say 13, 14, that kind of age group. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, I, I asked people that question because the last question is always this is the last question that'll come up now. The last question is always the same. I ask people. So Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, I count these people in as well, Michael Jackson, Muhammad Ali, all these people. They try to gather people together, just try to make like the world like one, no hate, nothing like that. Yeah. Mm. If you had 
their the time that they had to try and be an activist and try to help people how would you bring people together now in 2022 what would you do to try to bring people together well i'm doing that now you know what i mean i'm doing that in the work that i do with parents mm. you know to unify us across the boundary there's going to be differences but the common thread is that we're all seeking the the same goal that you know our children can live and mm. can aspire and be inspired and have aspirations above and beyond what what we have but the skills in order to do that and the opportunity too so i'm living what i want i'm living what i want what i'm doing now um and, so you're living you know, it basically so you're doing it already i'm doing i'm doing it and i think I, i think it's not about shouting from the rooftops although yeah you know publicity is is great you know but there's a lot of silent battles that are going on and people are having victories about and if that if that creates a victory like i was speaking to a parent yesterday or day before yesterday and i asked one question and we were on the phone for an hour and a half um and she kept apologizing i'm sorry i'm sorry and i was like no i'm here i'm here to listen and um you know and at the end uh, she texted me and she said you know thank you for listening and i think sometimes we're so busy um and and i'm going to do something with what i listen to you know what i mean because her story needs to get out um and so that she feels more empowered and and celebrated for surviving what she's been through with 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 her child um but those that time given yeah it was an hour and a half or whatever um but if that has helped her which then she'll help herself and the rest of her family then work's being done you know yeah. work's being done and and that's important i think when i die what i would like um at my funeral are uh, all those people who know me or have ex- had experience of me to be able to come to celebrate um the impact that I won't know about all the time that that has happened in their lives and that things are better for them because they have known me or I've shared something with them that has helped them or I've supported them in some way that has helped them or even if I've challenged them and they've been angry at me but it has shifted something for them then I'm I'll be happy it's good no 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 well done well, well um if you're doing that's what people need they need we need to celebrate the little heroes and I'm not calling you little hero but we need to celebrate the people that are not on the front of the newspapers we need to celebrate the people that are not not the people that are being seen at the food banks giving people that doing your job talking to people making them feel secure like one word can help them for like a lifetime do you know what I mean but I congratulate you on that believe me because there's not a lot of people out there that are doing what you're doing and happy about it people are just doing it for a paycheck but if you're happy to do it then bravo to you because there's not there's not many of you out there and it's it's a hard job I, i think i think there are a lot of people out there who are being kind um but not genuine 
well, I, I'm not even saying they're not genuine. You know what I mean? I think there's people out there who are being kind, and then, again, they're not, as you were saying, they're not recognised. And I would encourage them to continue to be kind, because it's not about. Sometimes it's not always about the reward here that you can see, um, and that's really difficult when the society that we're living in is all about what you can see right now, um, instant gratification. You know, being a parent, I have learned, my daughter, my eldest is coming up to 21. And um, I have learned that it's a journey. You know, everything's a journey. And right now you might feel like you're overwhelmed by an aspect of your journey. Um, but you will, we all plod on, you know, you will plod on. And the choices we make will either make that journey um, better or it'll make it worse. But I hope that you know, wherever people are who are listening to this, that they will encounter someone who's kind and that helps them to realise that this part of their journey might be difficult, but there's hope. Um, and that's all we can hope for. That's good. Um, I would like to say thank you for coming on. Definitely been a while. And I think we were going to, I was meant to do another podcast with you a while ago, but I would say thank you for coming on. You've been a brilliant guest. And it's been a pleasure interviewing for my season three of the Teddy Hogger podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. And have a blessed weekend. And everybody who's <laughs> listening, I hope that you found something that will, you know, inspire. Thanks, Teddy, for doing this um, podcast. No, um, um, uh, plug your podcast, isn't it? Plug your podcast again so people can, oh, people can um, find it um, and listen to it. Oh, it's Parent Talk with Bev. Um, and it's on all the platforms. And, um, you know, there's a website that you can access them easily as well, which is called parenttalkwithbev.com. And I'm on Instagram a little. All right. Yes, thank you very much. Um, people, I have been your boy, Teddy Hoggle. This is an interview with Bev that you just heard. Please go to her website. Please go to her podcast. It is it is on every platform. I've got it. I've got it saved. Do people like, subscribe, press the bell on it as well. So when a new episode comes out, you can hear Beb's voice exactly like you just heard on mine. Um, yeah, people. So I've been your boy Teddy Hoggle. Like, subscribe, and all the other jazz. Later, dudes. Thanks, Bev. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm.